Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington. And I want to thank you for jumping in and joining me in our discipleship journey, looking at the Gospel of John and really being amazed over and over again by who Christ is and by what he has done. And today we are in John 17, and we're going to pick up in verse 6, verses 6 through 9. And this is part of Jesus' prayer, his high priestly prayer, as he prays for his disciples, knowing that he is going to be absent from their presence soon. Now, there's uh, some wonderful things that we're about to see in today's text. And so I want you to turn with me. John 17, starting in verse 6. Jesus says, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. I've showed your name. I've showed who you are to the people that you have given to me. Now, we've seen this before. Jesus talks about those who come to know him are those that the Father gives to him. He says, yours they are, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now, here's what he says. He says, these people are your people. You've given them to me, and they have kept your word. This is not that they have perfectly obeyed everything, but rather they have trusted in the word of God about the identity of the Christ, who Jesus is. This is, now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. They see that I'm from you. They, they see that my, my entire existence here on earth, it is because of you and your sending, right? They, they recognize that I am from you. And this is, this is because you have given them to me. And Jesus continues. He says, For I have given them the words that you gave me. And they have received them and have come to know in truth that I came from you. Look at how all of this lands on. They have received, they have kept the word, they have believed the word. Here's the issue. These people that the Father gives the Son are those who take the words of the Son as the words of the Father. They are those who take the words of Christ as, here it is, as ultimate truth, as absolute truth. This is Jesus' identity. His words are, in their very nature, true. This is how we know. This is the reality. If someone is in Christ, they, they hold to the words of Christ. He says, I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Now remember, Jesus has spoken about this, that the world hates them. The world hates Jesus. Jesus here, he said, I am praying for those who will trust in me, those who believe that you sent me, those who have recognized my identity as the, the Son of God, the divine eternal Savior, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the light of the world, the bread of life, the living water. This is, this is who they have trusted in Jesus to be. So Jesus is praying for them. He makes a distinction though. That those in the world and those in Christ. And the distinction is twofold. It's <clears throat> those the Father has given the Son are those who are in Christ. And the, what, the marker of that is what they do with the words of Christ. Do they trust them? Do they receive them as truth? Do they believe them? Do they, they recognize what Jesus says is coming as the authoritative word 
of God. So what does this mean for us? What, what is the ancient way for the modern day? I think this is helpful for some self-diagnosis. And I think this is helpful for some maybe ecclesiastical and even anthropological diagnosis. Those are big words, but let me show you what I mean. First of all, self-diagnosis. To be a child of God is to trust the word of Christ. Now, let me ask you, where are you not trusting the word of Christ? Where are you not clinging to the word of Christ? Where are you dispelling the word of Christ? Where are you <clears throat> dismissing the word of Christ? Where are you saying, well, you know, I don't like the, what that says, and so I'm not going to apply. No, if you're his child, you are called, even in those spots where the word of God might be hard, you are called to recognize it is good, and it is from God. This is a self-diagnosis. But secondly, I, I said there's an ecclesiastical diagnosis. That, that word is just a fancy, big theological word for uh, a church. There is, this is a diagnostic uh, test for our churches. Where are our churches dismissing the word of God versus where are our churches clinging to it? You see, the moment a church starts to dismiss portions or ideas in the scripture is the moment of a church, it's... It's in a danger zone. Because according to Jesus' words here, they are landing in the world. They are not trusting that Jesus' words are from Christ or from God. They are not trusting in the scripture. This is a dangerous, dangerous attitude toward the scripture because this is the attitude the world holds. And so the, the, the issue here then is let's be very careful in our churches. Be very careful to make sure that we're tying everything to scripture, and we're taking all of scripture and applying it to the entirety of our life. We can't dismiss it. We can't jettison scripture. We can't say, oh, that's an uncomfortable truth, or that doesn't fit with our cultural ideas today. We got to get rid of it. No, we must take all of scripture. And third, I said an anthropological. This is a, another fancy word for, for just applying it to man in general. When we, when we meet different people, when we look at the world as a whole, here's the deal. When we look at it, the world can become very simplified when we start to recognize that when the world acts the way it does, it's because it does not trust the word of God. Because it is not identified as children of God. We might wring our fist and, and be angry at the world. And listen, there's a lot of injustice. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of evil that happens in our world. And yet, we should not be surprised because the world is not of God. It does not love God. It does not trust the Christ. So we should not be surprised. We should pray for justice. We should pray for gospel, the gospel to advance. We should preach Clearly, we should call men and women to trust in the Savior. Well, we should not be surprised. But ultimately, what this does is it brings us hope. It's a hope because we have received the words of Christ. We are those who the Father has given to the Son, and now we identify in that. And so we know that Jesus, he prayed for disciples then. Later, we're going to see he's going to pray for all of his disciples. And we know that even now, he prays for us. He intercedes on our behalf. This gives us encouragement. Encouragement to continue to cling to God's word. Continue to believe God's word. Continue to strive with the help of the Spirit to obey God's word. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.